Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching, tapping into our best life. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Cassida for Talk and Pray, and it took me a while to settle into myself. Do you know the feeling? Capable, ambitious, but wanting more, more impact, more success, more satisfaction? Me too. I've been a mompreneur and now maturepreneur. How do you like that term? (laughs) And I have a lifetime of experience, work, family, love, and loss that combined with the truth of scripture have taught me valuable lessons. I have a passion to share that wisdom with women of faith who want more. Welcome to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. Make up my mind. One of my favorite stories from my daughter's childhood is a conversation I overheard from her as she was playing alone with her little doll babies and stuffed animals. First, let me say that I never planned to be a mom. (laughs) Some women dream of the day they will have littles under their feet, prepping for birthday parties, arranging play dates, and imparting their life experience to the next generation. Um, no. (laughs) I had no desire for that life. I dreamed of the corporate life and working outside the home and doing things that were polar opposite of what my mother did. I mean no disrespect. I was raised by an amazing, godly, hardworking, stay-at-home mom, and we lived on a farm. My dad worked a job off the farm, and then he came home in the evenings and worked another shift, often till midnight, on the farm doing tractor work, mowing, turning ground, hay baling and hauling, all the hydraulic stuff, and the hard labor my mother couldn't physically do. Mom did everything else, all the gardening, feeding and milking the cows. Yes, twice a day she trekked to the barn and hand-milked the cows, mucking out stalls, canning, preserving, grating tobacco, Google it, (laughs) all the farm things until and with my brothers and sister and I when we got big enough to help. Her work ethic was off the charts. She also cooked from scratch every single day, like full breakfasts, gravy and biscuits, eggs, bacon, jams, and jellies, all raised and preserved by her. And she cooked supper every day, complete with cornbread, expertly baked in her cast iron skillet, except for one day a year when we traveled to Tennessee for Decoration Day, where Daddy's people are buried. One day a year, we got cereal for breakfast. (laughs) Corn flakes, thank you very much. Not frosted flakes, not fruit loops. Maybe Rice Krispies if bananas were on sale. Mom liked bananas with Rice Krispies, and it's still a treat for me today. I first ate Fruit Loops in the hospital after I had Emily. I remember thinking it was ambrosia, the food of the gods. <laughs> oh my word, where have you been all my life? Not with cornflakes, that's for sure. My mother was a very practical mom, no frou-frou stuff. We got a homemade cake on our birthday, and because her love language was acts of service, her labor, making beds and laundry and food and cake on our birthdays, was how she expressed her love for us. I saw her toil, and I wanted something different. Motherhood seemed burdensome. I didn't think I was equipped. So, college, marriage, and a career trajectory moving up, and surprise, we're expecting. What? Now? 
I remember sitting in my office in the first rung of the corporate ladder I was climbing and alternately laughing and sobbing. Oh, the irony! As the old saying goes, man plans and God laughs. Motherhood was sort of thrust upon me, and like most working new moms, I struggled to find the balance or the harmony of it all. Being a reader, of course, I read parenting books and what to expect when books, and one talked about giving your children choices to equip them to make decisions. So little toddler Emily was asked to decide, this outfit or this one, this baby doll or that one for the day with a sitter, go with granny or stay with daddy, all the things, choices. And when time was tight and I felt the push of hurry, I would say to little Emily, you better make up your mind. We need to go. Apparently, that scenario played out all too often because imagine my chagrin and amazement when I walked in on Emily playing alone with her little baby dolls and stuffed animals and she's shaking her little pointer finger at them and saying in a stern voice, you better make up my mind. Is that the most pathetic and hilarious thing you've ever heard? Pathetic because we always practice on the firstborn child. I sometimes quip in our dark family humor that as a parent, I got two out of three to adulthood. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode about Sam to understand. And that the jury is still out. Either of the two remaining kids could turn out to be serial killers. God be praised, not so far. And that's how you know that he's full of grace. <laughs> but also hilarious because literally out of the mouth of babes, wisdom is often spoken. You better make up my mind, as if her decisions should be coming from somewhere outside of herself. We think such an idea is silly. We hear a lot about mindset in the work world, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, an open mindset versus closed. And based on the number of books available on mindset and how we think, I believe we are, like Emily, asking for someone to make up our mind. Somebody tell me how to think. As a culture, we spend countless dollars investing in programs to expand or improve our way of thinking, from how we can manifest everything we dream of with the power of our thoughts, to how our thought life impacts our habits, relationships, and faith. Ah, Lord Jesus, you better make up my mind. We think it would be easier if there were a five-step formula for success and well-being, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially, so that if we just could say the right magic words or plant the right magic beans, everything will work out for us. But magic beans and formulas are not the way of Jesus. I was reading this week in the Gospel of Matthew. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, or like a mustard seed, or like a treasure hidden in a field. And when a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Matthew 13. It's like a net that was let down in the lake, or like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants, or a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers. Matthew chapters 18 and 20. And Jesus concludes one session by telling his followers, Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first 
must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Matthew twenty twenty six through 28. Even those closest to him weren't clear on exactly what he meant, and they asked often that he explain it to them. Jesus didn't offer a formula or a detailed map for us other than to say, follow me. His kingdom thinking was outside the norm of both the culture of his day and ours. It requires relationship. Only by walking with him can we attain a kingdom mindset. So if you want to be like Jesus, and I'm assuming every true follower of his will want that, what does this kingdom mindset look like for the business owner, the entrepreneur? Can we even attain such a thing when God tells us that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways higher than our ways? Paul thought so, or thought that if not attainable, it should be our driving focus. This one thing I do, he wrote, not that I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Philippians 3 verses 12 and 14. Our goal is always reaching toward God's matchless thoughts and ways. Progress, not perfection, as we say. Getting closer every day, being a little more like Jesus every day. And what about those kingdom parables? Sow good seed and good soil, but seed gets scattered, so roll with it. A little invested returns volumes. Buy the field, cast your net, and let God honor your obedience. Have a forgiveness default. Trust God as the source of your seed, your sowing, and your success. This is a life characterized by love, by service, by serving instead of expecting to be served. In fact, it is a life characterized by Jesus serving you in relationship as your co-heir and co-laborer with God. By His Holy Spirit, He provides all that we need for life and godliness. So, no checklists, no little boxes that guarantee our success. Instead, we surrender and serve and leave the scaling up to Him. And this is where we bring it down to brass tacks, to rubber meets the road. Your mindset is really how you have decided to define success and scaling in your business as a citizen of God's kingdom. It goes back to the verse I memorized a few weeks ago. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Psalm 16 verse 8. That idea of setting echoes Jesus' attitude as he, quote, set his face toward Jerusalem, end quote. Isaiah prophesied that he set his face like flint, Isaiah 50 verse 7. Paul urged the Colossians to set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Colossians 3 verses 1 and 2. In the vernacular of the Old Baptist hymnal, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. So I pray. Jesus, you better make up my mind. He did. By way of his mind, the corporate ladder I was climbing became a bookshelf and a homeschool table and teaching my three littles into adulthood. 
success defined a different way because my mind was set differently than even I expected. I answered a call that was countercultural and experienced satisfaction and pride that would rival any career accolade I might have achieved. I followed where he led. It was the life I ran away from that hadn't recognized in my mama that I found immensely rewarding the same way she did. Who knew? (laughs) My father in heaven knew. Good thing he changed my mind. And that's the secret. If it were a formula, he would have said, all the mamas got to homeschool and all the workers got to do business this way or that if they want to scale. Instead, Jesus says, follow me and I will show you great and marvelous things you do not know. I guarantee if you make up your mind to pursue his thoughts and his ways, to have the mind of Christ, your success will be unparalleled. Are you willing to trust him with that kind of scale? I want him to make up my mind every day, like I make the bed each morning, setting my thoughts on the kingdom and the ways that kingdom people do business, to scale a kingdom ladder that leads to well done, good and faithful servant, and the rewards of my master, to trust him as the source of every need, whether wealth or poverty, fame and fortune, or obscurity and just enough. He is my portion. Great is his faithfulness. Lamentations 3, verses 23 and 24. Father, thank you for your boundless love and the great height, depth, and weight of your ways and your thoughts. Your plans surpass any that we can make for ourselves, and your ways bring peace and life everlasting. I pray, Father, for a kingdom mindset, a mindset that receives from Jesus all we need to do business the kingdom way, that empowers us to serve one another in love and depends upon you for the increase of our portion. Help us to set you ever before us so that we cannot, will not be shaken. Lord, help us measure success by your standards and chase you, seek you above all else, knowing that Jesus promised if we do, all else will be given to us. I pray, Father, with Paul, that from your glorious unlimited resources, you will empower us with inner strength through your Spirit, that Christ will make his home in our hearts as we trust in him that our roots will grow down into God's love and keep us strong. Lord, may we have the power to understand, as all of your people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep your love is. Lord, may we experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. Then we will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from you. Now all glory to you, Father, you who are able through your mighty work at power within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might even ask or think. Lord, we give glory to you in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. That prayer of Paul's was from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Thank you so much for joining me today at Talk and Pray for Life and Business. Mm 
thank you for listening to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. To learn more about the podcast and to get today's transcript, notes, and other content, go to talkandpray.us slash podcast. Join me every Tuesday for more Talk and Pray. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave a positive review if you'd like to hear more content like this. This Talk and Pray podcast is sponsored by Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching. Music is In the Field by Audionautics.com. Look for Talk and Pray on Facebook and Instagram.